Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whatever time is most appropriate for you as you are tuning in. Welcome to a brand new day with Stephanie J. I hope that you are having a wonderful day. I am enjoying this gorgeous Saturday. I am feeling so blessed today just to be alive, not because of anything in particular, just grateful to the God of this world, the God of not the little God, but the God who created all things. The Bible says in Psalm 24 and 1, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. That's right. If you're listening to my voice today, that includes you as well. I'm going to say right off the bat that I do not own the rights to this song, this music that is playing in the background. I'm actually sitting in my truck this morning, been out for about two hours. I decided to come out and hand wash my car and take time to detail the inside. And I just got finished doing the tires and just finishing up. And I said, you know, let me just do a quick um, episode because I, you know, I just feel so good. I'm feeling so blessed. I'm blessed to even be able to get up and come out and do that this morning. You know, my husband for years has, you know, taken care of my vehicles. I never really had to wash them or do anything unless I, you know, felt like it. And a lot of times I felt like it, but I didn't do it <laughs> because I got used to him doing it. But even though I appreciated it, I'm a lot more detailed and I, you know, I see things and I would sit back and, you know, say, well, what about that over there? What? Are, look, I got it. I got it. I got it. But I sat here this morning and I had to step back and, you know, look. I said, wow, OK, you did a good job. And then, you know, I had my music on. I pulled out this old Israel CD from Israel and New Breed. You know, I like a lot of his earlier stuff. And I forgot about a lot of these songs. So I said, you know, I just want to use that in the background because it is definitely transmitting a message into the air, into the atmosphere. Words that I have been declaring, words that I have been speaking over my life and over my circumstances. And guess what? I was feeling so good. I had to stop and start dancing around my car. I looked up at my son. He's been out riding his bike. I told him I'd take care of this and he can go ahead and vacuum it out when we leave. So he's, you know, being a normal teen this morning. And right now he's over on the uh, playground on the swings and stuff. But I look up and he's over there video recording me dancing around my car. So just having some fun this morning. But um. I just, I just wanted to testify this morning. I, you know, back in the day, we used to have testimony service. People would just jump up all over the church and we'd sing devotional songs and people would talk about blessings and struggles and joys and pains. They would talk about what the Lord has done for them. And we'd often start it off like this. You know, I give honor to God who is the head of my life. I thank the Lord, you know, for his goodness and his grace and how he kept me on this week. I thank the Lord, you know, I was going through a struggle on this week and, and the Lord just made a way out of no way. You know, God is faithful to his word. You know, 
Um, we don't do that too much anymore in the church. Now it's praise and worship, and I'm not knocking it because I've been on several praise and worship teams. I've actually been over a music department in a ministry here in Virginia. I'm all for it, but I certainly missed, you know, coming up in the church, old time, Pentecostal. I miss some of those earlier times when we sing all of those powerful songs that were laden with the word of God, like Israel is singing on this song. It's entitled, Who is Like the Lord? The Bible says that. Who is like the Lord? Who can be compared to him? God is sovereign. God is almighty. He's all knowing. He's omniscient. God is everything. And if you have him in your life as I do this morning, I hope and I pray that you do. And if you don't, I pray that you will get to know him before all is said and done. But let me tell you something. I've been through so many storms in life. I've been through so many fires. Right now, even as I sit in my nicely cleaned and detailed truck that I am so blessed and just so proud um, driving around in this truck that I know it was only the Lord that blessed me with it. And the Bible says, you know, when you're faithful over a few things, you're, he'll make you rule over many. So, you know, this is probably about the third or fourth time that I've washed my car in about two months and two times I just wanted to do it by myself. You know, I don't mind taking it to the car wash or anything. I've done that, I think once. And the problem is where I park my car, where I have to park right now, there's a lot of trees. So my car gets attacked with tree sap and, you know, birds and things like that. And so I don't just want to go spend a lot of money. I'd rather go ahead and do it myself. And I think I do a better job. And so... You know, I take care of my vehicle. I gas it up. I, you know, I haven't had to have an oil change yet. And thank God the dealership that I purchased it from, I was there yesterday and they looked at something on my dash for me. They're like, if you have any problems, come back to us. And then yesterday I'm talking with the mechanic and we're laughing and joking. And he's telling me that he drove my car around St. Thomas for about three weeks. And, you know, we were just talking and, um, you know, he said, if you have any problems, just come back and ask for me. Don't even take it in there. Just, you know, ask for me and I'll take care of it. You know, I thank God for that. That is the favor of God. And the point I want to make about that is we belong. Those of us who who believe in Jesus Christ, if you belong to him. He takes care of you. He takes care of your life. He will take care of every situation. Not always when we want to, but in his time. I'm in the fire right now, but I'm loosed and I'm delivered like the Hebrew boys coming out of that fire. I'm just at the end of my trial and I'm so grateful to God. I'm feeling so blessed for the breakthroughs last Monday. I got a, a small victory and a, no, a large victory um, with a rental office situation that I reported on different podcasts and, you know, different prayer calls. It's been something that's been very stressful. It's been heavy. It was a struggle. It was a lot of um, 
intense warfare. And it's not even something that I started. It's something that someone else started. And I've been in this thing and, and the person is, you know, as usual, not taking responsibility for their part. They've done a lot of lying and a lot of manipulating. And I had to sit there. And I know a lot of you understand what I'm talking about, even though I'm not going to give particulars and specific details because that is not important. God knows all about it. I know all about it. The individual and all of those involved know about this situation. And I had to sit there a lot of times and hold my peace. Some of the things that happened brought tears down my face. I was just totally taken back by some of the things that happened. And like the, the is, you know, the Israelites, God promised them something. Well, God promised me some things. God even spoke some things through someone before all of this happened and told me, the Lord said, that's your house. Take authority over it. I have that on recording today. In fact, I have a copy of it in my vehicle. So God had already spoken and he had already declared and he had already promised. Well, as he does, we have an adversary. We have an enemy who comes only but John 10, 10, it says to steal, kill and to destroy. And so he's been doing everything he could to make me abort the mission. He's been doing everything he could to cause me pain, to cause me stress, to cause me sleepless nights. Sometimes I had to wonder, God, was that really you? Did you really say that? Did you really speak through that woman? Was this really your plan? God, am I wasting my time here? Sometimes I would say, God, are you going to allow this devil to come and snatch what you've given to me, what I've labored over, what I've taken care of all these years. God, are you going to show up for me? There are nights that I stayed awake just feeling hopeless. I'm telling you the truth this morning. And then on top of that, I had a lot of other issues going on. Health issues crept in, marital issues crept in, you know, financial issues crept in. And thank God I've been kind of above that area for quite some time. The Lord worked out some things. The, the Lord has a way of turning things around when you least expect it. And so some things I was coming out of and I had a sort of a reprieve and, and some rest. The Bible tells us that we can enter into his rest. And so some things I was just resting in and I was trusting him in. And then some things I was kind of teeter tottering, but he was assuring me through many prophecies, through many promises in his word. He was saying, hey, listen, you belong to me. I have you. All you have to do, just like the dealership told me, they told me when I purchased the car, when I drove off the car, my salesman, who was so wonderful, my angel, who's not there anymore, he said, this vehicle is for you. I know it's for you. He was so sure. I wasn't at that time. He said, I'm not even going to park this. I said this before. He said, park right here, out here, because I'm going to be sending this to the car wash. He said, this car fits your personality. This is you. Out of all the cars that I drove that day, I think we tested and looked at about five or six cars. He said, no, this one is for you. I know you're taking this home. He said, and maybe I can't take away a lot of your other problems and difficulties. He said, but one thing we can do is ease your burden with your vehicle. He said, no more climbing in and out of your vehicle and worrying. He said, and when you have any issues, Everything in your car is covered up to 100,000 miles, your engine, every part of your car. He said, and then at, on top of that, 
you have gap coverage and you have this. So I have about three or four different insurances on my car, including with my insurance company that I have full coverage for any and everything that could possibly go wrong. The man told me on the phone, he said, ma'am, when you drive off with the car this night on this lot, he said, you don't have any more worries. He said, a natural disaster, vandalism, accident, you are fully covered. So that's what I'm trying to get somebody to do. I'm giving you some earthly analogies that you can understand because most of us are or have been car owners at some point in our lives. I've had probably about five or six cars since I first got my license. And I'm, you know, my first car I think I had when I was 26. Yeah, it was shortly after my mother died. And so I've had about probably six, seven, maybe eight cars. I've had trucks, I've had Jeeps, but I haven't always had full assurance. I had liability coverage. My car has been hit twice, actually three times. One lady, she scraped the side of my car, turning in my lane and I let her go only to see in the light in the morning that she had damaged my car, but I let her go. And so now I have a blessing that the Lord gave to me and Proverbs, I believe it's 1022 says the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and it adds no sorrow. I've been quoting that scripture for years and now I'm fully covered in the situation with my home. I'm fully covered. The Lord says, yes, there are some things that I've allowed you to go through. You had to go through. There were some things that he was making and shaping with me. He was developing, testing, allowing the enemy to push his hand. You know, God has his methods. God has his ways. And we don't know his ways all the time. The word says his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. We don't always understand why he allows things. There's a song we used to sing that says, accept what the Lord allows. So my job is not to sit back and question and worry. My job is to trust. We used to sing in devotions. I will trust in the Lord till I die. I wonder how many people remember those songs. Trust and obey for there's no other way to live happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. These are songs I grew up singing and a lot of that stuff is still in my spirit. It amazes me when I wake up in the midnight hours and it'll be a song on my heart. And I say, hey, that's something that we used to sing back in the day. Oh, hey, I remember that. I remember that hymn. They, a lot of them were power packed and they were filled with scripture. I'm telling you this morning, if you do not, it would behoove you. It would only benefit you to get into the word of God, not the word of man, not just books. I'm an avid book reader, have been all of my life. I love reading, but there is nothing that can compare to the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, the word of God. That is our foundation. The Bible says he has magnified his word above all of his name. God says you can take it to the bank when I tell you something, when I promise you something. He tells me often, Stephanie, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what the devil is doing. 
You don't need to cry to me about it. You don't need to give me daily updates and reports. Sometimes I say, Lord, now you see this. You see what this enemy is doing. You see this. You see the the backstabbing. You see this going on. God, you hear this. You saw this. You saw when they did this. And he says, I see all of that. He said, my eyes are everywhere at once. Beholding the good and the evil. The Bible says he reigns on the just as well as the unjust. His sun sets and rises on the evil as well as the good. God knows what he's doing. And so I've had to learn to trust him. I've had to learn to depend on him. And so Monday I sat down and I had to take care of some things that the devil was trying to block from happening for many years. It's still in the process, but it's more than half done. And so that's a victory. I'm giving God glory. What you tried to do, as Joseph told to, told to his brothers, what you meant for evil, God has made it for my good. And so I give him glory for that. And yesterday I had to show up at court for another part of a situation. And I got an unexpected delay, but also another victory in that. And so what it did was gave me even more confidence that even though all week long and all month long, Lord, and all these last few months, I've been watching the enemy doing this. I've been watching the enemy going behind scenes. I had someone come to me um, just a few days ago and let me know that someone came to them about some things. I, I have all kind of things going on. And you know what? I don't always see it. But one of the prayers that I pray is God expose it. God, show me what needs to be seen. God, you see what the enemy is doing. I'm not worrying and staying up through the night. If I can't sleep, it's a reason. I'm not up at night crying and weeping and worrying about what the enemy is doing. But I know Israel just said, wake up, joy is here. Um, joy comes in the morning. I missed the very beginning of this psalm. He says, I'm trading my sorrow. I'm trading my shame. I'm trading my sickness. I'm trading my pain. And they're now saying, I'm laying it down for the joy of the Lord. How many know that the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength? And so sometimes even when I don't feel it, I feel the strength because the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I've been tried enough. I've been tested enough. I've been through enough. I've come through enough to know that God is faithful, to know that God keeps his word and he keeps his promises. So he showed me favor, even though I'm in a situation that I'd rather not be in. I can honestly say with honesty, with integrity, that none of this was my doing. This is not stuff that I've done. This is not stuff that I've caused. And I've had to go through the fire. But I'm happy to repeat. He just said, yes, Lord, and amen. The promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen. And I'm, I'm glad to say this morning that God has not left me. God has not failed me. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. I know you feel like it's dark. I know you're experiencing a lot in your life right now. I know you're going through some things that you may not even know how it's going to turn out. I used to ask the Lord all the time, God, how long? Psalm 13, how long? How long are you going to allow this? How long, God, are you going to sit back and see these things and not do anything? How long, Lord, do I have to weep over this? How long, oh God, am I going to be in mourning? God, I, I tell him all the time, I've experienced enough. 
the death of my brother, the death of my mother, close loved ones, my grams, so many of my favorite relatives not here and haven't been here for 25 and more years. My mother and brother have been going for like 27 and 30 something years from 89 and then 97 and I've experienced so much hardship, so much difficulty, you know, all through the years. And you know what? The testing of your faith, it only comes to make you stronger. When God allows these trials and these temptations, he knows what he's going to do. He knows the appointed time. He knows when he's going to deliver you. He knows how he's going to do it. What I love about it is the enemy doesn't know. God has a lot of surprise attacks. He said in his word in Isaiah, I love the scripture. I believe it's Isaiah 30, somewhere in there. It says, you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way walk you in it. So when you spend a lot of time, I, I've made mention many a times of fasting. I'm still an old time Christian, old time saint. I still do the discipline of fasting and I fast on a regular basis, many different types of fast, even intermittent fasting. I fast, I pray, I stay in the word. These last several weeks I've been laying down, stretching out wee hours in the morning on the body pillow, praying in tongues, praying in, in my understanding, asking the Lord for direction, asking him for his help. I said, God, there's nobody I can go to. There is nobody I can turn to. Father, only you know all about it. And, and even more importantly, Father, you see the things that I cannot see. You see what lies ahead. And every single day without fail, he leads and he directs. He directs my path. He shows me the way to go. And so even when I show up like yesterday and sit situations where I was looking for something to go one way and I was very upset at initially when it didn't go my way but then something else beneficial to me came out of it uh, two or three things and my attorney said Stephanie I know you're upset he said but I see this as a victory he said look at this and he pulled out a couple different points I hadn't thought about he said you're good you're good he said and you're doing such a great job just stay focused. A lot of times that's what we have to do. Stop focusing on the winds and the waves, Peter, and focus on the power. If you belong to Jesus, if you belong to the Lord, focus on the power of your God. Stop listening to, stop focusing on, stop worrying about the littleness of the devil. Satan is the prince of the power of the air. He is the little God the little God of this world and he has no power. That's why he has to trick and scheme. The Bible says he's walking about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He knows his time is short. So he's coming to grab the weakest link. I don't know about you this morning, but that's not me. That's not my testimony. And even if it was, I would say as the Bible declares, I'm strong because the Bible says, let the weak say I'm strong. Let the poor say I'm rich. You may be going through financial difficulties right now. You may be in a struggle that you don't know how you're going to make it through. Let me tell you, I've been through many of those. And even at the midnight hour, the Lord has showed up. The Lord has showed up. I remember this is one of my favorite stories from back in Pennsylvania. I was going through some heavy trials and, you know, I had my children and different things going on in my life. And it was a very dark season. My mother had died, you know, um, shortly before this. I was in the, in, in the house. You know, I was 
uh, married and we were going through a lot of difficulties and I got to a point one day where I was in between, you know, my pay and, you know, all the bills had to be paid and I had a Jeep at that time and, you know, my kids had needs. There was so much stuff going on and um, I looked at my account and I said, oh my gosh, I have like less than $10. And I remember taking that money, going to this little deli on the corner, buying a few things to hold us. And it held us through, you know, like that day. And I looked in my cabinets. I had a lot of cabinets in my kitchen. I loved my kitchen. And I looked in the refrigerator and there was nothing. nothing. I couldn't make a mama miracle. I couldn't do anything. And I remember leaning back on my cabinet and I looked up and I said, Lord, I'm not calling anyone. I'm not asking anybody for anything. I said, you said, never have I seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. I said, I'm not telling anybody my business. I said, because right now there are some people who would love to know that I'm in a struggle like this. I said, I'm trusting you. I'm taking you at your word. I said, you know what I need in this house? There is nothing. This is how I'm talking to him. I said, there's nothing I can do. I don't have a reserve. I, you know, we had cash in all of our coins. There was nothing. I'm telling you, there was nothing. As soon as I finished, I kid you not, as soon as I finished saying that, I had my back door open because my kids were in the back playing with their friends outside the yard. They were, weren't in the yard, but they were in the driveway where there was a basketball court. And my elderly white neighbor, Mrs. Bibbo, we live near um, an interesting but uh, very friendly family, the Bibbo family. They were very comical. And I heard her high-pitched voice where I could see this lady to this day with her little red hair piled up in a bun. And she said, Stephanie! Oh, Stephanie. And I came out and I said, oh, hey, Mrs. Bibbo. She said, Stephanie. She said, Raymond did some catering last night. And that's how she talked. My kids heard as they were cracker. She said, um, he had so much stuff. She said that I just bagged up some stuff and I'm going to send it over by your baby. Okay. Is that all right? And I said, oh, great. Thank you so much. <laughs> She sent that brown bag over. I opened that bag. There was roast beef. I don't remember everything because this was back in the 90s, okay? There was uh, roast beef. There was Kaiser rolls. There was cake. There was some type of salad. There was um, a soda for each of us. I think I remember 7-Up or Canada Dry or something. Napkins. <laughs> The whole nine yards. And, you know, I was a kind neighbor to them. I baked um, pound cakes and I, you know, I knew her son did catering and stuff like that. And so I bake and do things for, you know, different events and stuff that they would have and never charged anything or anything. When she tasted my cake, she said, oh, my God, what's the recipe? That is so delicious. And I joke what I said, if I tell you, I have to kill you. And she's like, what? <laughs> I said, I'm joking. That's from me. She said, oh, oh. And I said, I'm not giving these people my recipe so y'all can be making my cake and making all kind of money and I ain't getting that. But anyway, that was a testament to the goodness and the faithfulness of God. 
And so anything I've gone through through the years, I will start remembering. I will start rehearsing the struggles, the, the hardships, the hard times that the Lord has said to me, listen, I got you. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what the enemy's doing. Look, who holds the power? I can hear God asking somebody that today because I know he certainly asked me that from time to time. Who holds the power? Isaiah said, whose report will you believe? Are you going to believe the doctor or are you going to believe God? I'm right there right now. When it comes to your finances, when it comes to paying mortgages and rent and, and car and truck payments, and I'm telling you, it's not easy when you have so much responsibility. But I'm telling you now, if you don't know where to turn, if you don't know what to do, listen, suicide is not the answer. Drugs is not the answer. Alcohol is not the answer. Illicit sex is not the answer. Adultery is not the answer. Fornication is not the answer. Robbery is not the answer. Murmuring and complaining is not the answer. You won't find an answer and you won't find peace in any of that. The only peace that I know is the perfect peace that passes all understanding. The Bible says it guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. And in the beginning, is he says, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on me. I don't know about you, but there's nothing and nobody else more important in my life. As much as I love my son, Christian, I love that kid. I absolutely love and adore him. He's a beautiful kid. He's almost like an angel. He really is. But I don't love him more than I love the Lord. He's not an idol in my life, like Abraham with Isaac. He's not an idol. I love him. I nurture him. I teach him. I take care of him. I'm raising him. But he's my child. God is my father. God is my creator. God is my strong tower. He's my Elohim. He's my Jehovah Nisi. He's my rock. He's my everything. He's my strength. He's my peace. He's my father. He's my husband. Isaiah said, the Lord, your God, he's your husband. Your maker is your husband. My devotion and my allegiance is to him, not to anything in this world. I'm not bowing. What about you this morning? I don't care what the situation is. I don't care about keeping up appearances. I don't care about what people are talking about. I don't care about what people think they know. I don't care about people who choose to believe lies. I don't care about people who choose to spread lies. All I care about is that I'm in right standing with him. The Bible says, make your calling and your election sure. You better know with assurance before this time ends, before your eyes close, before you take your last breath on the face of this earth, you better know with assurance that you're going to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, enter you into my rest. Because the only other thing he's going to say is depart from me, ye who worked iniquity. I knew you not. I don't care what people are doing out here. I'm not interested. I never was interested. I never was interested in selling out. I was talking to uh, my bishop last night. And 
we were talking about some things from the past, some past opportunities and things, you know, with the church and outside of the church. And I was reminiscing on some of the jobs and some of the opportunities and how many people used to come up to me and all of the things that, you know, people used to offer me modeling contracts and singing contracts. And, you know, I had a guy that I, I went and cut demos for him. He wanted me to sing for him and he wanted to take me to New Jersey, Atlantic City, singing in, um, we casinos and things. And I was like, that's not me. You know, that's not me. I will sing for the Lord. He was like, no, you can do gospel and you can do this, that and the other. And no, I'm not even going into those places. And then I, I did a talent show right before my mom died. And the guy came over to me and he asked me to sing something before the talent show. And I got up there and froze up singing, um, his eyes on a sparrow. But he called me after that and was like, I want you to join the singing group. I'm putting together this girl group and it was an R&B group. I said, no, thank you. I'm going to stay in the church and I'm going to glorify God with my gifts and talents. He said, listen, a lot of people started out in the church and they did. I said, right. And when they get back, I'll be right there waiting for them. Never had another conversation with him. I had many people trying to pull me astray. Even there were opportunities for my husband and I through the years and some of them he wanted to take. And I was like, the devil is a liar. We will not bow. We will not sell out. Well, I didn't. I didn't. I'm still standing. I'm still on the forefront. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. There are some things that I just will not do. And in some areas, people get a little weak. And they, they can't resist temptation because on the other side, the devil makes it look good. The devil makes it look promising. See, he'll even go as far as to throw in celebrity names to try to pull you in. Oh, it's okay because this is so-and-so's company. This is, you know, this is so-and-so. So-and-so's involved with this. And that's probably what I should title this or and devil and what as for me my daughter told me one day she's in her um okay she's <laughs> she's 30 now can race say 27 that's my son after her she's uh 30 now and so she told me one day we were talking and she said you know i used to hate when you used to say, ask for me in my house, we would serve the Lord. She said, but now I appreciate it because I understand now. She said, I watched you long enough. I have letters from my daughter that she used to send me from college. And sometimes I read them and they bring tears to my eyes. And a couple of them I had to send back to her. I just wanted her to reflect on. And of course, I made copies, but I wanted her to reflect on some of the things that she used to say and write. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord has been something I have stood on for many years. Doesn't mean that we're perfect. Doesn't mean that we do or we're going to do everything right all the time. But you make your stand. As the Bible said, make your calling. I know who I belong to. I know who I believe in. I know what's been put in me. I know the foundation started mainly with my grandmother. Thank God my parents did return from a backslidden state you know, um, in my childhood and they got really serious involved in church and things like that. But all of my life, my grams, um, my mother's mother, Mary Alice was always talking about the Lord. She was always quoting scripture. And I'm, I'm not talking about a religious woman. Like they make these characters, like you can't say anything like Esther and Stanford and son without them. You know, I'm not talking about that, but if we're talking and having a conversation, 
somewhere she always had a word and it just flowed naturally. If I called her and I said, you know, Grams, this is going on. She said, oh, well, praise the Lord, God. Uh, praise the Lord, baby. God got it. You know, the Bible says this and Psalms declares that, well, we're going to take it to the Lord right now. She wouldn't even let me finish half the time. She said, well, don't worry about it. Don't give the devil no glory. We don't have to worry about what he's trying to do. We, we know what God's going to do. And I remember I called her and I said, Grams, seven days before settlement in my house. And they're calling us talking about they found where we need to give uh, over four thousand more dollars. And I said, and we don't have it. We don't have it. And even one of us get paid till, you know, next week or whatever. I said, we, we don't have it. We we don't we don't we, we use up everything. And she said, don't you know, seven is God's number. She said, seven days is more than enough time for God to work this thing out. She said, and he don't even have to take seven days. So we're going to pray about it. She prayed. My realtor called me, I think two days later. He said, I put on a suit and tie and went to the sellers and I asked them to include it in the price and we're going to work it out where we, I said, oh, okay. We went to settlement on time as scheduled, no other money needed. That's just a few testimonies, few, you know, testimonies of what the Lord has done as I'm winding this down. Didn't even want to be this long, but my grandmother used to say, there's no way to stop talking about the Lord. We used to have to just hang up on each other sometimes when we'd be on the phone. She said, oh, there's just no way to end the conversation when you're talking about Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. He's just so good. Praise the Lord, baby. You know, you're just going to have to hang up because one of us would just keep finding something to say and, and it just goes on. She said, his mercy endures forever. It never ends. And you know what? All these years later, I still know that that is true. <laughs> And this is ending on a perfect song. So I'm going to turn this up again. I do not own the rights to any of Israel's and the new breeds music. I sure wish I had some of these royalties. If I had pushed a little hard and, and did what I was supposed to do with my own, I'd be seeing some royalties right now. But it's not over yet. They say it's not over till the fat lady sings. I say it's not over till the Lord says it's over. And so he's singing now. You are exalted. I love this song. I'm going to have to let it play out for a few. But I do not own the rights to this song. I have no claims to this song. No claims. But he is exalted today. I don't know about you, but I'm speaking for myself. I'm speaking for my family. God is exalted over every devil. God is exalted over every situation. He is exalted over every circumstance. He is exalted over every betrayal. He is exalted over every hurt. He is exalted over every pain. He is exalted over every disease, including cancer, including diabetes, tumors, cysts, heart murmurs, anything. Everything has to bow to the name of Jesus. And I declare today that he is exalted in my life. I declare today that he's exalted over my seed. What about you today? Will you exalt, exalt the Lord in your life? Will you exalt him in your circumstances? Will you learn to stop worrying and trust him more, even when it looks like the enemy is winning? I'm going to stop here and let you ponder that. You be blessed, and I'll talk to you again soon.